Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Rad Dad Brett here, welcoming you to another episode of the Rad Dads Show. I'm here with my second interview from the Blasting Room 25th anniversary weekend, this time with lead singer Nuno Pereira of Blasting Room alumni, a Wilhelm Scream. And for my fellow Wilhelm fanboys, their previous incarnation, Smack and Isaiah. We did this interview on a sunny Colorado afternoon at the amazing venue, Washington's, in Old Town Fort Collins, a few hours before the anniversary show started. And if you pay attention closely, you can actually hear Hagfish and Audio Karate sound checking in the background. It was pretty awesome. Anyway, Nuno and I cover a lot in 50 minutes, from fishing and connecting with the outdoors to the value of community in raising children. Nuno even slips in a genuine, unprompted dad joke, which is a nice little Easter egg. So without further delay, here's my interview with Nuno Pereira of a Wilhelm Scream. That means we're ready to go. Yep. You know, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Yeah, on the Rad Dad Show. I'm, it's an honor. Yeah, thanks Thanks for taking the time. I know it's a busy weekend for it's you. It's so. going to be a great weekend, but I mean, uh, we were speaking earlier, and I like doing stuff like this. It's fun for me, you know? Yeah. Break up the monotony of just hanging around backstage all day, eating apples and <laughs> drinking beer or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, Wilhelm Scream is here for Blasting Room 25th anniversary. You've That's done right. lots. Um, with the Blasting Room over the years, some mm-hmm. really huge, influential albums. Certainly, uh, certainly for us anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah we uh, we were a much younger group then, but uh, it was really incredible. Things started moving pretty quickly. We signed a record deal with Nitro Records. Right. Um, we uh, we worked out some some stuff with a, a friend of ours who had helped us out, uh, uh, Jeremy Myers at Jumpstart Records. But anyway. He helped us out. We worked with Nitro together. We got us into the blasting room. We recorded Mute Print in, I think, nine days. And it was like the most chaotic, like, like scary thing we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. It was our introduction to the blasting room, our first time in, a, in like, a, a big studio like that, you know? Um, we worked so hard, <laughs> like, all hours of the day and night. And so did Bill and Jason. Uh, uh, Bill Stevens and Jason Livermore, they, they worked diligently. And they're like family men too, you know what I mean? Right. So like they were taking time away from their families and coming in and helping out this ragtag band from Massachusetts. Yeah. So uh, we formed a tight bond and we went back again, recorded a couple more records and stuff with them. And each time we come back, we're just closer and closer as yeah. friends and family, you know? And it seems like like that sort of culture around the blasting room without a doubt I like mean, everyone's so friendly and so nice yeah and has that real family atmosphere I, and a lot of that has to do with the the bands i think that bill chooses to work with right. you know what i mean because you know he can go out and make a ton of dough recording somebody out in la like right. whenever he wants yeah. you know uh, but to have someone come into his home studio literally meet like his friends he hangs out with his, yeah. his wife his children like you know, bring us, you know, bring bands like us or bands like Rise Against or, you know, Suicide Machines or, you know, name name any of the, you know, countless bands right. that I've been through uh, and really make them feel like they're part of like a family and a community here in Fort Collins. Like, uh, I think that's, I think that's probably the cornerstone, you know, is that sense right. of family and connected, uh, you know, connected by more than just our love for music. You know what I mean? We start connecting on a lot of different levels and it's really something else. And then when you've got that connection, then you're able to like raise the bar too on what you create together. Yeah, right? no doubt, for sure. Like I know Bill, Bill. I mean, I don't want to like. I, I'm probably gonna you know break my back patting it so hard, but like <laughs> Bill really took a shine to us. He, him and Trevor uh, formed a really quick bond that's been really strong in, yeah. in over the years. Um, as songwriters, it was really cool to watch the two of them just kind of like, he'd be like, how, how did you even think of like yeah. that? Like, you know, and uh, it, I think it kind of endeared us to Bill, like that we were just kind of a, a working band that tried different stuff and, you know, maybe took bits and pieces of a sound, but, you know, went into a basement for, you know, eight months and yeah. it came out and it was our sound. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think you, I think that endeared us to Bill. So anytime we come through or anytime like his bands are touring, you know, Trevor gets a text message straight from Bill, not from a booking agent, not from management. Like Bill's like, Hey man, you guys want to come do this 25th anniversary show? Like, it's like, Oh yeah, dude, yeah. I'm going to fly like, you know, six hours or five hours here, seven hours home to yep. do a 30 minute set. And I would not miss it. No, like, for sure. For sure not. I, I think you know? that's, 
in talking to people here this weekend, like that's the common theme. Everyone yeah. was just like, yeah, like yeah. there's no question for sure. I'm yeah. going to come All these this. bands are, are so, and I mean, you really could have gotten like a, a three day thing yeah. event with yeah. all the bands that could have come through and played like that are monumental, like, you know, they're monumental records that were made right down the street in Fort Hall right. with Bill, you know. Um, and so it's really like, it really is an honor, like an absolute honor. Like I'm almost embarrassed. You know what I mean? To be yeah. asked to play this show. Yeah. Oh like, man, no way. But I mean, it was, it's really, it's really dope. And it, it, again, it, 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 uh, it goes to show like, uh, how much it means to like Bill and the Blast Room guys to have, you know, uh, the bands they like, the bands they, they enjoy hanging out with, you know, and eating with and drinking with. And, totally. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It starts there with that family feeling. So speaking of family. Yes. We're on the Rad Dad show, right. so yeah. yeah so let's let's, get let's talk about fatherhood. Oh boy, um, where to begin? So <laughs> I'm gonna start Shoot. by asking, who are you? Because I haven't introduced you yet. Oh right, who are uh, you? my name is Nuno Pereira. Uh, I'm the lead singer of the Wilhelm Scream. Uh, I'm the proud father of a seven-year-old boy named Brixton. Um, I so, work a day job at my buddy's taqueria, no problemo. I mean, nice. that's pretty good, right? That's a good base there yeah that's great we got lots to go <laughs> off of there so <laughs> lots to unpack there <laughs> so Brixton where did yes. that name come from uh my wife and I were batting around I really wanted like I got this wild hair across my ass and was like I want like a Russian name I like yeah. something strong and crazy yeah <laughs> I, I like and I'm like I don't claim to be like you know uh, uh you know a huge like uh, a reader but like when I was younger I, I read a lot and some of my favorite stuff was like Russian authors you okay. know uh, uh, Chekhov and, and, and these guys and uh, and I was like oh like something like you know Alexi or like yeah. um, you know Dimitri yeah. or something like kind of like you know uh, Eastern European Russian sounding and my wife just shot me down like constantly <laughs> or whatever uh, and then one day we were both we were walking into work I was grabbing the door to open the door for her and I think at this point she was probably at least eight months pregnant yeah. you know what I mean like we were ready yeah you know uh, and I was like, uh, the song was on, like we walked in and the song Guns of Brixton by The Clash was yep. on. And I was like, hey, how about Brixton? And she was like, I love that. And we yeah, were like, it boom, there it is. It comes like that. Guns of Brixton. And I was yeah. like, oh man. That's like, awesome. That's a great story. Yeah, it's one of my, The Clash is like hugely influential to me growing up, listening yeah. to like my uncle's records and stuff like that. And uh, that song is incredible. I yeah, mean, oh. the whole vibe about it, like, you know, um, you know, standing up to, standing up to authority and kind of. You know, and Brixton, the borough or whatever of London, is kind of, I guess, and I've been told by a lot of my British friends or people who live there that it's like, it's pretty rough and tumble still, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Was it, was it important for you for the name to have meaning and significance? Oh, I, was was that what made it difficult? yeah. And like, I'm son of an, I'm the son of immigrants, you know, first generation uh, American, and uh, I have a very ethnic name, like... Nuno yeah. is is a Portuguese name and yeah. a Portuguese name only. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not gonna find someone from Sweden named Nuno unless their family's Portuguese. You know what right. I mean? Um, and so I thought about I, I batted that around because like my culture and the way I was raised like is really important to me. Um, but uh, like we couldn't really agree on any Portuguese names either. So it was right. like, uh, well, you know, we gotta have something with some some weight to it. You know what I mean? And like I said, we're really music, like our family, especially even now, it's wild, it's uh, heavily revolved around music and, and going to concerts and cool. listening to music at home while we're doing menial tasks, you know? So it's, uh, there's always music around in The Clash, you know, is in my opinion, one of the most important bands, you know, uh, in rock and roll history, for me, a anyway, timeless, you know? yeah, a timeless you know. band, yeah, great band, a huge impact. Sure, there's, sure, there's some like you know skip yeah. tracks here and there, but we gotta do it's experimental. Everybody's you know got what I mean? some of those. We're just trying stuff out. But so, to you, mm -hmm. what are the most rewarding aspects of being a dad? Oh, uh, just you know, I'm, I'm always like kind of in awe of how uh, dogged kids can be when trying to accomplish something. They really. Uh, really want to do whether it's like opening up a cabinet to pu like pull out every piece of Tupperware. Yeah, yep. you know? <laughs> yeah. I know uh, about that. I've uh, got that a, was like a, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. That was so. like from age two to probably like four. Yeah, that was like literally a daily occurrence. Oh, like, I know. Door comes open, all the Tupperwares come out. They became drums at one point. Yeah, like, it was just. Bananas. You can put cupboard oh. locks on, but those are so annoying nah, too. Dude, so. <laughs> no, you know we did it on all the other ones and just left that one yeah. open. 
so we can go into so that much one damage with, with the plastic yeah, yeah. No doubt. so uh but yeah um like anything from that like trying to figure out how to get into something they shouldn't or like right now like i said my son just turned seven uh, and so we're doing a lot more outdoor activities fishing yep. basketball uh ice skating riding bikes you know um, and he has a he's a, he has a timid nature. He's kind of, he's cautious. Yeah. It's very he's pretty outgoing, very That's friendly, good. but he's very cautious. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, but I'm on like the far end of that spectrum, and right. I'm trying to bring him back to the middle. I don't want like daredevil kid yeah. jumping off the top of the slide, right. you know, at the playground. But I want him to be comfortable knowing that when we're doing certain situations, yes, there's a level of danger. Yeah. But I mean, you got to do them to form these, you know, the ability to kind of live life without falling off chairs and stuff exactly. you know what i'm saying so how yeah how do you how do you manage that how oh do you god it's so hard that. sometimes like i mean he's gone down on the ice before and like the sound it made like just you know sent that deep pit oh, in your yeah. stomach You're like oh gosh like this is it dude like yeah. this is concussion protocol now right uh and you're like you get shook i literally had like a flop sweat yeah. dude it was like a nervous wreck for like you know a solid five minutes as i took him off the ice to check right. him out uh, he was fine. He was just shook up, you know. Um, you know, he's taken full face-first sliders, like, you know, off his bike and off his skateboard yeah. before, and you're like, fuck, I hope... Can I can swear? Yeah, you can swear. Right. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, like, fuck, dude, I hope this doesn't turn him off to, like, riding his bike or yeah. riding his skateboard, because stuff like that generally does. Um, but as he's gotten a bit older now and, and, and sees... I do it with him a lot. Like, I'll go skate with him or yeah. ride bikes with him or, you know, do this stuff, and we're always right next to each other. And I'm always kind of, you know, giving a little pointers like, hey, put your, you know, spread your feet apart on the yeah. board so you don't zoom out. You yeah. Know? Um, and he listens a lot better now. He's getting a bit older. Yeah. Uh, and like when he falls down, he kind of gets bummed out, but he gets back on. It's amazing how resilient yeah. kids it's are, It's unbelievable, right? yeah. The other day at the pool, he's taking swimming lessons. He hates jumping into the deep end, even though he can swim the whole length of the pool now. Right. Uh, and he looked back at me and he had just the worst face on yeah. like I could see he was like crying a bit under his goggles right and he was trying to be like give me like a, I'm gonna do this dad kind of like yeah. the tight lip smile the like the, yeah. yeah oh it's heartbreaking oh, dude and I don't want to be helicopter dad right. you know what I'm saying like right. I don't want to be like Ew, like you're in there kind yeah, of thing you gotta you know? walk that line right? uh, but it was heart heartbreaking yeah but he did it you yeah. know what I mean and he did it a lot over and over again I was so proud of him you know yeah uh, so yeah, I mean that kind of stuff is is for me like one of the most you know rewarding you know benefits of being a dad, being a parent is watching your kid you know bounce back and, and give it another go and kind of get back on that horse so to speak. You know what I mean? Whether it's you know with reading or athletics or whatever. For me, like seeing my kid accomplish something, even a simple task, you know, like getting to the top of the monkey bars right. or going back and forth across the monkey bars, I was like swollen with oh, pride bro it's like, amazing yeah, you did it yeah, dude good amazing. job you know but yeah then he falls off and you're like ah oh, shit broken leg like yeah. you know what i mean like ah oh, shit you know what i mean but yeah, yeah so you're always walking that line right certainly. between like do i let my kid like learn this lesson on their own right yeah we even went as far I... to put our kid in a school that like the preschool uh levels uh, are based off of like this like it's not. It's like a. It's not Montessori. Okay. Uh, I guess it's kind of like it, but uh, they went and did these programs and sent these teachers to like schools in like the like forest in like Germany, where okay. kids as young as like two are given like sticks to whittle yeah. and stuff, and like they spend. So is it an outdoor? It's like they spend a, most of their time outdoor. Yeah, I have and, a friend who works at a school. And like so, that. and one of the big things is like you know like. You look at these, you know, kids nowadays as they're developing, they're not getting as much outdoor time and they're getting injured more often. Right. They don't know how to fall right. they don't properly because they this stuff hasn't happened to them. Like, and yeah, you don't want your kid to get banged up, but you certainly want them to know how to take a knock right. here and there, you know what right. I mean? Right. So you don't break an arm awkwardly or, you know, trying to catch, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, my wife and I were like, we're all about that and put them in there loved it they were outdoors like so it's five days a week they're outdoors three of the five days for That's like awesome. rain sleet or snow yeah this company like donated these like um like like survival suit type things that okay. like fishermen wear on like boats yep. in the winter out in new bedford uh and they're like all these different ranging sizes and stuff like that so it was uh my wife's calling me if right you now. need to get it i don't can no, always it's fine. It's fine okay i'll sort if, it out if we need to we can no always, i don't worry about uh, it okay <laughs> She's not gonna listen to this. I like yeah. to play. Nah, it's just my wife. I'll, I'll edit that part out. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> we'll dub in afterwards. Yeah, no, she, oh yeah, my wife's calling. I'm gonna get this. I'll right be now. home tomorrow. <laughs> um, 
but yeah the school was incredible so we were really stoked and, I, and like you know still being a cautious kid he did start to kind of get rough, love to climbing on trees yeah. and doing all that stuff so we were pretty stoked about that cool you gotta, yeah. you gotta be careful though it's interesting though like I think we're entering a new time right now with mm-hmm. kids right where um, sort of the digital world is getting so much bigger too Certainly. and so you're talking a lot about sort of being outside and connecting with right. outdoors and doing activities right. like how important is that to you to like in terms of maybe that those activities relationship to right. like you know well let me ask let me ask you let me ask you a question yeah. like i mean granted we didn't necessarily like certainly didn't have the level of technology and interconnection on that level that we right. did as young boys growing up right. but like i have a lot like this is kind of telling you, I have a lot of like fond memories of sitting down with my sister in front of like Atari or Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Great memories. But my fondest memories are like being at the beach, going yeah. camping, going yeah. fishing, like all these things I would do with like my dad or my uncle yeah. or whoever, you know. Uh, and so I think looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, that those are the memories that form strong bonds and strong connections. Right. Why not do this same thing with my son? You know right. what I mean? Because you know, he'll remember that time we went sledding and almost For crashed sure. off the path or something. Yeah. He's going to remember catching his first bass. You know what I mean? He's going to remember, you know, all these things and hopefully look back at them fondly. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and to me, I'm like, yeah, that's what we need to focus on is giving our kids, not to sound like some old curmudgeon, but kind of those, those kind of fun times, those simple things that your dad did with you or your uncle or your mom or yeah. whoever, you know? It's amazing though, like I think those simple things, like we, we see them as simple things. Right. We live in a very complicated world, right? right? There's so much going on. But kind of the digital, this is kind of what I think, the digital world is like one sense that mm. you're experiencing, right? So, yeah. Whereas those kinds of activities are, you've got the sight and the smell and right. new, you know, feelings and the temperature and all that stuff that's like. I think laziness is, is as like has, like reached critical oh, yeah. point, right? Like, because yeah. it's just eat. Like, it'd be like, I can't find the time in my day. Bullshit, dude. Like, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Like, if your kid gets out of school at three, right? Yeah. And it's like springtime or summer. The sun's not down till whatever. Yeah. Like, throw the poles in the back of the truck. You know, throw the poles in the car. Throw two right. fishing poles in the car. You know, and pick your kid up from school and right from school, go yeah. out fishing for an hour. Yeah. Before dinner or whatever. Yeah. Get home, clean up, maybe tell mom that you caught like a huge, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's that easy. And so I do stuff like that cool. all the time. Cool. Like throw the ice skates or whatever in the in the car, fishing poles in the car, pick them up, be like, it's boogie, man. We got like, especially now in the fall, I'm like, we got like an hour of sun sunlight. We got to yeah. get out there. Oh yeah, for I wanna, sure. I want to go check this spot out. You know it's the I mean? same where, where I live. It's yeah, like 5 p.m. It's dark oh, now. Oh, it's dark so at 4.30 at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's bummer. Worst. Yeah. So you talked a bit about what is rewarding about being a dad. Yeah. Has your perspective changed on that? In what ways has being a dad and fatherhood changed you? Um, I'd like to say it's given me more patience. Um, I like I was never one who would get upset at a crying baby on a plane. I would always I always kind of felt like almost like this weird calling to like help nurture. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Having said that, I've also wanted to throw my son out of a window. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, that's a common but yeah, feeling. It, yeah, it's it's really it's really good. I, I'm a pretty passionate guy. You know what I mean? Like, and I can run pretty hot sometimes. Um, having a having a family, having a child, having that connection, and that trying to maintain a balance is difficult. And nothing is more like glaring than when you fly off the handle and then five minutes later you're like what the hell did I like why am I screaming like what am I doing like yeah you know what I mean you it 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 teaches you to deal with these kinds of things better the next time so like you know granted you know everyone has different phases with their kids goes through ups and downs or whatever I'm really lucky my wife and I are really lucky my kid's been great for like the last year and a half (laughs) it's been pretty sweet awesome like he's a sweet kid so um, but yeah, it's taught me a different level of loving and compassion that I kind of always wanted. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Right. Do you think uh, that has something to do with your upbringing? You talked about sort of like family and tradition. Do you think? Do you think yeah, that has but I didn't really have my dad around for for very long. Like, uh, my mom and dad divorced when I was like seven, I think. Okay. And then um, he moved back to Portugal, and I didn't see him again for let's say I was seven. I think I went back to Portugal when I was. 
It, it was probably like 15 plus years before I actually saw him again in right. person, you know? So I was like, wow. at that point, I was like a 20-year-old dude or something yeah. like that, you know, a 20, 20, 21-year-old guy. Uh, so that was a trip, but uh, like I had a lot of other, you know, uh, good people like in my life. Sports was a big thing. All my coaches are rad as, rad as fuck. Like they, you know, they knew it was up, yep. you know what I mean? Uh, they would pick me up for practice and stuff like that because my mom worked, you know, all day. Uh, so I had a lot of, like, rad dads in my life, you know? Cool. Like, my buddy Charlie Beckman's dad, rad dad. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Do sleepovers at their house. He'd take us out sledding or doing whatever. Like, there were rad dads all over the neighborhood, you know what I mean? So I kind of grew up with, like, you know, enough positive male role models, right. you know what I mean? Not to Not to mention, like, the, like my home life was amazing like my grandmothers were both there my mom was there you know what I mean so I got a good balance I kind of got raised to be a bit of a feminist I think okay. you know what I'm saying yeah. which kind of helped balance stuff out especially growing up in the 80s and 90s right. where masculinity and that kind of bravado and sexuality was like full full bore you know what I mean so it kind of gave me a good perspective to kind of see what it was like you know Oh, that kid's divorced, but his parents, you know, live here and here. Yeah. Oh, that kid's dad, like, split back to Portugal, too, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you kind of see it, and you kind of, you know, you kind of wade through that stuff. But it was good. There was always, a, like I said, there was always some rad dads around, you know what I mean? That would, uh, that would help out, like, kids like me whose dads weren't around as much or were fishermen, so they were gone 10 days at a time, yeah. home for four days, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I was, I was lucky in that regard. And so do you take, do you sort of reflect on that as you're Certainly. kind of thinking about the way you parent, like how, how those fatherly figures or, Certainly. you know, mentors, uh, you know, contributed to your Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, just, I mean, so, something as simple as like your best friend and his wife, right? They have a three-year-old yeah. and they haven't been out to dinner in like three weeks. Yeah. Be like, dude, drop, bring, bring the kid over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go do your thing. Like, I know how to take care of kids at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? It's going to be fine. Go out and do your thing. You know what I mean? Like, cool. we're, I, I actively, like, look for that. Like, yo, you guys want to go out, like, for a movie night? Like, yeah. drop your kid off. Like, I like having a couple kids around. Cool. You know so what now I, mean? I know I can go to New Bedford when Certainly, I want to Certainly, man. You guys pop right down. Yeah, <laughs> pop in there and drop the kids off. You got two kids? Yeah, two kids. Um, all right. That's the cutoff, though. <laughs> I mean, that's the cutoff point. Well, you know, there becomes a certain time. Like, my yeah. youngest is, uh, she just turned one. Yeah. And now, they're kind of starting to play together That's and nice, kind of, yeah. you can see how so you don't maybe want, they're... You don't want a three around because <laughs> the two will play together and one will be excluded. Right. You gotta have, you gotta pair them up somehow. That way no one gets, you know, devastated. Yeah, we'll stick to the two for now. <laughs> no doubt. Proud of you, man. Proud of you. So, we kind of skipped ahead. That was one question I, I was gonna... No, 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 it's fine. Um, I wanted to ask you about your relationship with your dad. And mm -hmm. So, has... Since you've had kids around, has yeah. that changed at all? Like Big time. Uh, I saw, so I saw him again for the first time like 15 plus years later, right? Um, I was actually in Portugal for a month. So like I spent a lot of time with him and yeah. like, you know, you're rebuilding, you know, that bond. And, yeah. and we were actually, had a, we had a great time. We really awesome. mended that fence. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't go back and, you know, you can't you know, look back and be like, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. It happened. You know yeah. what I mean? Do what you can to you know, work it out and then start trying to rebuild, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so we did that and we've been in touch. And uh, so when my son was born, when Brixton was born, I got a call like the first day we were back home from yeah. Portugal from my dad. And he was like, just, you could tell he was like so excited. He yeah. was like crying a little bit. He was so excited. Uh, and uh, so we've been waiting for, for years to get back over there as a family. We're actually going back this summer. Cool. So my dad's like super, super hyped. Can't wait to meet the grandkid. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Uh, and I'm excited for him to meet his grandpa too. You know yeah. what I mean? He has a real good connection with his, uh, with you know, his uh, grandpa, my my wife's dad. Yeah. Uh, and so it'd be cool for him to know that he has like all this other family over there in Portugal. Yep. For and, and I think it'll be fun for him. And for my dad, he's just like champing at the bit. He's like, I can't wait. Yeah. I gotta see this kid. It's so interesting. How does he have red hair? Like, how does he have red hair? <laughs> I don't know, Dad. It's genetics. I don't know, man. Yeah, Strong genes on the on my wife's side, I suppose. It's interesting to see how um, having kids changes the grandparents. Without too, a doubt, right? Isn't yeah. that an amazing thing? It's like they get like just like dipped in like 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 what's the drug that just mellows you out? The Xanax. <laughs> yeah. It's like someone gives them like you know like you know a pillow-sized Xanax because all yeah. of a sudden they're like the chillest people oh, in the yeah. world. My mom, dude, what a nightmare. She was like a I wouldn't say a 
strict disciplinarian, but like she ran it pretty tight. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, yeah, you weren't, you yeah, weren't, you weren't sneaking weren't, out without her. No, knowing no, and... you weren't like, like, I mean, even things like just like, just speaking, like, yeah. you know what I mean? She would correct your grammar yeah. constantly and, uh, like little things like that. Like, don't, that's not how you do Like, you know what I mean? Whatever. Uh, and now she's like, she watches, she picks up my son from school on, on Fridays when my wife and I are both at work yeah. and I'll go pick up Brixton at her house and I'll have like some crazy elaborate, like tree fort type thing built on her deck. Yeah. He's like, oh, come check out the hotel I built. Yeah. It's got like pillows in there and stuff. Yeah. And my mom's like tiny, itty bitty tiny. Yeah. Like she's like maybe four foot eleven. And so I'll be like, where's Vava? My that's like grandma in Portuguese or whatever. Okay. And she's like, I'm in here. And I look down and she's like, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Who are you? This would have never happened. If you would come, <laughs> if I had built something like this, like even in the backyard, yeah. and you came home from work, you'd be like, get that shit out of there. Why are the pillows outside? Yeah, why of the, are the house? pillows are outside <laughs> of the house? Are you nuts? Like, are you? And like she's in there all cozied up, you know what I mean? Like she's so chill with yeah. him. Like and it's it's really nice though. Like, cause she deserves it too. She worked really really hard, you know, as a right. single mom, two kids, you know what I mean? Uh, and she she's a success story. She did super super good raising us and, and did well on herself. Now she's retired, yeah. and she just like spoils the shit out of her grandkid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sounds like you guys have a great relationship yeah too. it's it's pretty we have more of like a my mom and i have like a brother sister relationship kind of yeah. for a long time it's it's like it's ridiculous but it's really fun it's very yeah, cool very candid nothing pull no punches kind of a thing yeah. you know what i'm yeah, saying cool. like talk about anything yeah it's fun i'm glad that she's in his life too she's occasionally teaches him some portuguese phrases and yeah, stuff like cool. that which is like i said earlier it's pretty important to me to that he knows that he has that stay connected you know? to yeah to the culture, culture yeah, yeah. So, what to you mm -hmm. makes a rad dad? What are some traits of a rad dad? Making time, making time to make those memories like we've talked about. Yeah. I think rad dad, like when I see people out, like if I'm at work and I see a dad out with like his, you know, kids or child, whatever, yeah. I'm always like, rad, like that dude's taking his kid out to go to like the skate shop to go buy like some t-shirt or a new yeah. deck or something for his kid. Like, yeah. good on you, bud. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, when you're out riding bikes with your kid or something, you see some families out or a dad teaching his kid to like shoot a basketball, I'm like, good job, man. Like that guy could have been on the couch watching football like sure. every other, you know, like countless other dads. But he's like, no, it's nice. I'll get to take my kid to the park and go shoot hoops. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think that to me, like making time to make those kind of memories, which are real simple stuff, you know what I mean? I think that's like the like the truest quality of like a rad dad you know what I mean like bring your kid to a concert you know what I mean be like have fun with it you yeah. know what I mean make those memories because they're going to be you know they're going to last that kid's lifetime and when if he if your son or daughter decides to have children like that's going to be huge huge monumental you know what I mean as they as they get into parenting and kind of look back and For sure. like those were great times you know what I mean so it's a legacy thing you know what I mean like you got to build that legacy because your children are, are you know your progeny they're gonna trickle it down all these lessons are really important so do you do you f find that it's like hard work to be a rad dad to, to be there it can for be your hard kid to make it can be hard to make, to make time. time sure should, certainly I mean people a lot of families live paycheck to paycheck you can't always go out and go fishing but like they said like you'd grab buy a basketball put it in, put it in the back seat yeah. go pick up your kid from school and be like hey let's go shoot hoops for 20 minutes you know what yeah. I mean? Like, mom's not going to be home from work for another hour. Let's go, you know, like, go to the skate park. Yeah, like, you know like, what I mean? Just just that hour, you know what I mean? Once a week or whenever you can is is huge, you know what I mean? Like, every time I do something that like like that with my kid, he's like, when, when are we going back to the skate park? When are we going fishing again? Right. When are we going to go ride bikes again? Like, it's they love it. Yeah, like, for it's sure. It's just awesome. It's the best part about <laughs> being a kid, right? So, yeah, don't forget. Yeah, I think that's another thing. Rad dads don't, like, haven't forgotten what it's like. To be a, to be a kid, right. the wonder, you know right. what I mean, and that's a great thing about being a dad is being able to relive that wonder through the eyes of your child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that that to me is like rad dad material. So, you know, to kind of continue on that, you have a unique situation. You're on mm -hmm. tour sometimes, True. right? You're True. away from home. For so, sure. you know, how does how do you sort of deal with that part of like being away? on tour, recording, or whatever you're doing. In this case, technology is huge. Like right. being able to FaceTime from anywhere, essentially on the planet. Right. You could you bedtime stuff every day if you yeah. want, you know what I mean? Um, 
But I think we were we were we were prepared for that long before Brixton even ever yeah, showed that up. That's a reality, right? My wife and I have been together for God knows how long, now, 14 <laughs> years or something like that. Like married, not married for all of them, but uh, we've been together a long time, and we've been through a lot of tough times where I'm out, you know, when we first started touring, like after we recorded the record here, yeah. we were touring like seven, eight months out of the year, easily, Grinding. just out there, yeah. busting our humps, you know what I mean? Uh, and she was, she was solid, you know what I mean? She was solid as a rock every single time. Um, and she still does that, you know, she still holds it down big time, like when I'm away, because uh, it's tough on both of them, you know what I mean? Right. There's, she says it sometimes to me. She's like, you know, I, there's things I kind of, I, I know how to do. Like, I could take them fishing, but, like, you know, I know that's kind of like your thing, and I don't want to, I'm like, no, nah, just do it, too. Like, you, he's going to be fine with you doing it, too, you know, but. It's funny how, like, to kids, you're, you're worried. You can find all kinds of reasons not to do stuff, Certainly. right? You're yeah, like, oh, I'm yeah. not prepared, or we got to be Certainly. somewhere at this time. Right on, yeah. And for kids, they don't care if Heck no. you're not prepared, you forget yeah, something time or whatever, right? Not, like, the construct of time yeah. does not matter, I mean, to, to kids. <laughs> so you kind of talked about, like, this awareness mm -hmm. of, you know, your unique situation before, even before you had right. a child. Right, right, Um So... Did you have any fears about becoming a dad? Like, oh, man, I was just telling a story the other day. I got, like, frozen on the toilet for, like, a solid 10 seconds. I think I had a panic. <laughs> I don't have panic attacks, but I think I had a panic attack. Like, when was this? Oh, like, four or five days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just sitting on the toilet. Yeah. You know what I mean? My my time. No, yeah. one, no one's bothering me, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I think Bricks is, like, you know, building something downstairs or whatever. And uh, I just, my mind, as your mind does, starts to wander, yep. like before bed or while you're yep. sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> you me. Got to think about something. You got to frame this you know, properly. <laughs> so there I am. And uh, I'm just thinking about Brixton and like some stuff. And then I, I don't know how it happened, but it happened so quickly. I, I thought about him being like, like a 14 year old dude, 15 year old kid. Yeah. And like, what's life going to be like at that point? Like wh what, like what's going to be happening? What, and like all these like, like I fell into this pit instantly and I got like, I, I was frozen. I couldn't yeah. move, frozen on the toilet yeah. for a solid 10 count. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was all, I know what that's like. I couldn't yeah. breathe for it. Like when I finally was like, whoa, dude, geez. Like, you know what I mean? Like took a huge breath and like yeah. my back hurt. I was like, oh man, I like seized up, yeah. crippling. So what do you think that was? <laughs> like what, what caused that visceral? Oh, I don't know. I think that's basic human nature, you know? people sit there and contemplate like like what what happens to you after you die yeah. and i'm like yeah i'm fine with that i've kind of already made right by myself with that like in my own head yeah. what scares the piss out of me is having like a 15 year old boy around the house like yeah. what's that going to be like dude yeah. it could be the greatest thing ever but it's so scary because yeah. you just don't know that fear of the unknown is right. like primordial dude yeah. you know what i mean like for, for that's sure. like lizard brain shit <laughs> you're, like, sure. you're yeah. like ah even you hear you know stories about other people's kids right. things that happen to them and Certainly. you you imagine yourself like car in that accidents situation. or yeah. like this or that you see things on like, tv I, yeah holy smokes right like school shootings all these crazy yes, things right. you're like oh my gosh what's gonna happen like you can fall into that hole pretty deep yeah. but i quickly was like no no it's just like worry about like you know you know he can tie his shoes and wipe his butt yeah, properly just moment, <laughs> you know right? yeah just like nah you know what we'll cross that bridge man i just gotta work on the things we're doing now focus on what's what's happening in front of you and yeah. enjoy it you know what i mean yeah i think that's pretty normal to certainly to be afraid of you know yeah. what things are going to look like for your kid uh, right yeah. without a doubt yeah, yeah you can you can deal with what happens to you certainly but your kid being out of control yeah. uh, like having no control over that aspect of it is certainly it's super scary dude yeah and what about before Brixton was born? Yeah. Were you afraid of, like, did you have any fears at that point? Or was it kind of like kinda, the unknown? I kind of adhere to that, like, you know, like, I feel like my wife and I are, are good people. You know what I mean? We certainly have our character flaws, whatever, <laughs> like everyone does. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're kind people, you know what I mean? And I didn't, like, I didn't want it to become this dude, classic Nuno Pereira yeah. interviews, trains, <laughs> bands. Yeah, this happens where we're staying. Well, your hotel, I think, is close to there, too, but yeah. you're about three times a day or whatever. Oh, yeah. A train oh, man, that's right. Uh, anyway, uh, I, lost my, I lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> nice. Dude, that was so Nice. Now classic. I don't have to ask you, know you for a dad that's joke it. at the just, end. Just go ahead yeah. and end the interview there. It's not going to get any better or worse than that. Oh shoot! What were we talking? What were we just talking about? So we're about talking about like the fear of, of oh, becoming a dad. Right, 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 right. Um, 
uh, we we kind of didn't want to fall into that like uh, like idiocracy kind of right. paradigm where it's like only like only like jerks and assholes are having babies and people who like are trying or thinking you know, are conscious about where we are as in society as a world yeah. are like maybe not you know what I mean like or right. folk, other people are focusing on their careers and now you got you know it was like scary I was yeah. like no we gotta we have a chance to have a child you know kind of make you know make him aware of what's up you know you, you know the idea of molding someone is kind of dirty sounding to me but you know giving him the tools like I think we have the tools that we can give this child to allow him or her to like you know become a good person so it sounds like you had really sort of contemplated that and thought about that yeah no yeah when uh it was this whole thing and I'm sure a lot of couples go through it with birth control and all this stuff and we 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 were dedicated to each other for a long time you know like in in uh I was really in tune with her like physical well-being and, and I could tell she wasn't feeling well for a while and uh, she went to the doctor they discussed all sorts of different you know um, strategies you know for birth control right. and I was like you know what like just stop just stop taking it altogether this is bad wow. for you it, it's it's not good for you at all like until we can find maybe something else down the road whatever like I'm ready like I'm ready you yeah. know what I mean and she was like yeah me too and I was like all right then cool screw it Cool. Let's go give it a let's go give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, it took a little while actually. It was probably a, I mean it took a while, but I mean in one day, sure enough. Yeah. Stoked. Amazing, hey. Yeah, incredible dude. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Scary, uh, but Yeah, for sure. But amazing. No, I was hyped. I was I couldn't wait. I was like, Yeah, I can't wait. So Brixton seven. Yep. What does he think about what you do? Loves it. Yeah. He loves it. He's just into it. We take him to shows like yeah. he's like when bands like in a lot of scenes like bands come through town or whatever you'd be like hey man you can crash at my house take showers eat yeah. whatever do laundry so we've had some really good bands come through and stay and like he's always like oh like these guys are like musicians like they play like shows like and they're always like the nicest dudes so yeah. like you know I remember not too long ago like the Flatliners and Red City Radio came through and like my wife and I listened to a lot of music every yeah. day Propagandi Prince Red City Radio to whatever you right. know what I mean um, and uh, so they would come over and he would be like starstruck and he'd be like yeah what's up Brixton like hey you know like John you know John Darby got him a tech deck and he's like whoa that's amazing and then like Chris and Garrett went out and got like their acoustic guitars and came in and like played some songs yeah. for him and stuff cool. like he was just like mind blown you know we brought him out to a show a couple weeks back and he was just like dad that was the best that was the best time ever like That's I wish so you could cool. do that every night you know but I'm lucky. I, I've met a lot of cool guys. Like, and my son's super into their music, so I can be like, oh, like, I'll hit him up. Yeah. We'll go backstage, chill out. You know what I mean? And he's just like in awe, and they yeah. love him, dude. Yeah. Like, he's a rocker. He plays drums really. He's a really oh, cool. good drummer. Taking cool. guitar lessons. Yeah. So they give him like guitar picks, and he's like, oh, thank you so much. You know, so. Family band in the future. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's awesome, and I it's it's so fun. But yeah, in all the bands that come through, like I said, stay at the house or whatever, you know, they're always so they're always so hyped to be around him too because of his energy. Just, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, he's just really contagious. Just a really caring kid. You know what I mean? So, That's a, a cool byproduct of having a kid around, without right? Is just yeah. brings the energy up. Oh man, it's so rad. Like, like they're happy. He's they're so happy. compassionate. Yeah. He's such a tender dude. Like. It's just people are like, wow, well, he's a special kid. I'm yeah. like, he sure as fuck is, man. Like, he's a very caring kid. It's awesome. So, that's awesome. Oh, your merch. I just saw Steve. So we have this thing we do called the Rad Dad, Bad Dad feature. Okay. So basically, you know, tell us about a moment where you felt like, especially like blue ribbon moment, Rad Dad, awesome. Oh. And then if you okay. can think of. A bad dad moment. We all have them, right? So certainly, <laughs> certainly, yeah. Um, I think uh, the first fish he reeled in on his own, where I didn't like, I didn't help him, like you know, land it, or I just told him like, oh, it's running, it's running to those, like you know, it's running to the trees, man. Yeah. He's like, I gotta get it out of there. I'm like, that's right, you do. And yeah. he's like, and it came out. It was like a pretty hefty bass yeah. that he brought right up onto the onto the shore, and I was like. I did it. Taught awesome. my kid how to catch fish. You know what I mean? Like unassisted. You yeah. know what I mean? He cast it out himself. He reeled it in. He yeah, fought. it's an old cliche. He, teach a man how to fish. That's you right. did it. <laughs> um, 
That's awesome. Bad dad moments happen probably way too often. Oh, there, yeah. <laughs> oh man, like, um, oh, so uh, on occasion, my wife and I both are out. Whether she's at work and I, I played like I play in a pickup hockey league like on yeah. Wednesdays. So some nights I forget to tell him like, hey, bricks, like, mom's gonna be home later, dad's going out, but my mother-in-law will be there. Right. I'll be like, oh, but yeah, I'll be there. And then uh, sometimes I forget to tell him. And then I come home hours later, right. go upstairs to check on and see if he's asleep. All the doors are open, and I'm like, shit, where'd he go? And he's like curled up with like his grandma or whatever, and he was like, I went looking for you, and I couldn't find you. And like, I opened the door, because the doors, like the, like the door was unlocked, like yeah. the, my back door where okay. we go in. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I go looking for him, don't see him, finally find him with his grandmother. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, he was like searching for me, yeah. like outside. Like oh, at man. like whatever, like 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, oh my God, dude. Like oh, it would have been so simple. I just had to go, yeah, yeah, it's downstairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he'd be like, all right, cool. And it's that like. Dude, or whatever. Oh my God. Knowing he had so that feeling bad. of like abandonment. Yeah, whatever, dude, without right? a doubt. Right. Clash song, Lost in the Supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, not really direct correlation, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, like it was, it was one of those things. I'm like, I can't believe it. He must have been scared shitless. What a terrible, yeah. what a terrible thing. Like, yeah. I, there's oh, nothing that feels worse. I'm hey, like, I can't like, believe it, dude. Yeah. Like, he must have been just beside himself. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man, what an idiot. Yeah. We, we actually, um, how long ago would this have been? Maybe it was about nine months ago. We lost our kid in a big like department store. So she just four years. Well, she's four now, now but yeah. she was a around three at the time and she just like took off she's just like playing right ran away and i like lost her between some aisles sure all of a sudden she's gone couldn't find her and it was like 10 minutes oh dog no way 10 minutes no way my wife was bawling i would i I was i I I was freaking out i would like like, nervous wreck i was busting into the the stock rooms and stuff it was crazy and finally that like seriously put like a huge weight on my chest just now i'm like oh "Oh my gosh 100 percent the worst moment in my life yeah yeah. right but what was really amazing yeah so obviously we found her okay so she was just she didn't realize (laughs) the search continues (laughs) oh my god a terrible story i can't believe this thought you had interviews (laughs) you think you got a bad dad story (laughs) the search continues yeah so like we found her yeah but it was 10 minutes that 10 minutes felt like an hour right of course but what was amazing like reflecting on it later was that all these parents saw how stressed out we were these Mm. people were coming to us and saying what's she wearing what does she look like what's her name and all these people went to help us and actually was one of them that found found her her. oh no way and that was so cool to see right because it's like just like i'm telling you now they they put themselves in yeah without a doubt like that's a very my shoes yeah man like no parent like i mean even now like it's awful like you see stuff on the news or something or i'll be watching something like i watched i wish i hadn't i wish i could unsee it but it was so heart-wrenching uh it was just a pro it's a program on frontline it was called Versara, and it's about this uh this woman in syria her husband's a doctor there she's got a little girl and she's kind of documenting this uh the siege right in aleppo and it was just gruesome i mean it's gruesome regardless but you know to see unfiltered unedited footage of you know small children who are just lifeless bodies getting pulled in people weeping crying yes. blood every, i mean like i can't even imagine like i i found myself with my watching with my hand over yeah. my mouth because i was so like shook you know what i mean i could I, I watched most of it at one point i had to turn it off i was just like it like affects you you know so, i think it affects anyone with any kind of sensibility but as a as a parent too, I think you get that extra kind of like, oh my gosh, you, you think start there's to... like, you know, the, the saying like, takes a village to raise a child. Right. Do you think there's like some innate, like you even talked about it a little bit earlier being on the airplane right. and like wanting a baby's crying out. and wanting to help out. No is doubt. there like, is, no is that an doubt. innate thing that like... Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I think it's basic. I think it's hardwired into our brains. Yeah. Uh, most of us, you and, know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I, it's like, it really gets solidified. It's compassion. Taking care of that unit yeah. is better as the every like helping that one part of that unit out is beneficial for the entire for unit sure. helping quell like hey mom and dad are super stressed they're gonna start yelling at each other the baby's screaming crying hey this might sound weird like and i've seen a lot of like airline uh workers do this sort of thing yeah. it's great like hey Come pick up. i know i know it's strange but if you like 
I'll take the baby and walk around for a little bit if you guys need to go yeah. to the bathroom or do whatever. And I'm like, dude, hell yeah. Like, that's what it takes, man. Because, like, moms and dads get put into situations sometimes where they're at their breaking point. And it's so awesome to see someone step in, you know, with, with some compassion and, and, like, empathy. You yeah. know what I mean? And be like, yep, I got you, bud. Like, for sure. Yeah, I think that it's like, it's something you start to realize, especially when with, you have kids. Without right? a doubt. That, without like, a doubt. It's really hard to do on your own. Certainly. It's right? impossible. It's uh, impossible. Right. Without a sort of a community. Right. And I think that's how you see like a lot. Well, unfortunately, you see a lot of uh, kids growing up, you know, uh, single parent homes, uh, you know, not enough money to go around. They start to fall through the cracks. They don't have, you know, they become victim to their circumstance. You right. know what I mean? Uh, they're not, they don't have someone there around them to pick up the slack when mom's working, you know, three shifts, you know what I mean, or third shift overnights and then working again in the afternoon. They don't really, might not have someone there to help him out and what happens after that, you know what I mean, is is up in the air, but a lot of bad can happen in that, in that, right. in that, in that scenario, you know, I think that's, that is happening. We need more community. We need more of that village mentality right. when it comes to our children, regardless if they're yours or your neighbors or buddy from schools like for sure it's it's important you know what I mean so for our kids for yeah, the world you know what I mean like absolutely so and you talked about like Brixton's in hockey mm -hmm. right and some other things yeah, so is that is stuff, that a, yeah. a way of sort of like I'm sure it's about teaching him how to play hockey and giving him those skills but fun, is it connecting yeah. to his community too and it like is. is I mean, it is a little difficult. We live in a pretty, well, not, a, I mean, obviously not the size of Edmonton, but we live in a big city and there's a lot of different programs around and stuff like that. Um, I love seeing him interact with, you know, with other kids. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes you have some jerk kids out there, right. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and uh, you just kind of got to be helpful with those kids too, you know what I mean? To make sure that, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're having a bad time because of this or that. Right. You want to help them out or whatever. But, uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's good for him. Bruce is an only child, you know what I mean? And as much as I love building Legos and doing stuff, sometimes I gotta get dinner ready, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel bad. Um, giving him a chance outside of just school to be social and make new connections and new bonds with people who doesn't see all the time, but maybe is having fun with, you right. know what I mean? At like His own connections. Or yeah, exactly. He, he built, you didn't facilitate uh, yeah, necessarily, exactly, right? Yeah, not necessarily, yeah. It's not just like your your friend's kids exactly or Exactly that, right? right, exactly that. So, yeah, it's really fun to, to have him do that and kind of experience that. But I don't know that we did it deliberately for that reason. It was just kind of, that's like a cool byproduct yeah, of it. You know cool. what I mean? Get him out having fun. I always say, rule number one, have fun. Yeah. Like, no matter what we're doing, whether it's hockey, swimming, whatever hitting balls off a tee you know what i'm saying like rule number one and it'll be like have fun I'm like hell yeah fun. buddy if you're not having fun let me know we'll pack it up yeah. dude it's no biggie yeah. if it's something i think maybe you're just being stubborn with we're gonna have a talk yeah and you're yeah. gonna get back out there and, and give it another go because it's it's a mental game you know what yeah. i mean try to throw that pma all day stuff out right all exactly PMA all day buddy you know yeah. what i mean he's like dad I don't, I don't think i like swim lessons <laughs> I'm like we haven't even gone yet bro you just you already lost man yeah you already <laughs> lost we're not even in the door yet. You already lost. Yeah. He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "When you say stuff like that, yeah, that's 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 defeatist. That's like, you've already you've already given up. That's not fun." You yeah, know? it's it's funny because I feel like kids teach us that so much, yeah, right? Yeah. That like the positive mental attitude, no doubt. Just like approach things with an open because, mind. Because yeah, you it's so easy. It would be so easy for you like yeah yeah. You know what? Let's get out of here. Yeah, and like you know no man. Like it's gonna be fun. Like you're gonna learn new stuff. You're gonna you got to surprise yourself, you know yeah. what I mean, with, with your abilities, you know? And I always try to have fun, like, last week, dude, you were doing this, that, and that. And yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's still, like, I don't like jumping into it. I'm like, cross that bridge when you get to it, buddy. Do your best in all the little drills and all that yeah. stuff. Have fun. When it comes to the stuff you don't like, just maybe try something different or count to three right. or do whatever, you know what I mean? Take a big breath. To take a look at me. Yeah. I'll, like, give you the thumbs up and get her done, you know yeah. what I mean? So. But he's been he's been great. He's 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 tackled a lot of stuff that he was afraid, cool. you know, to do. And it's, sometimes it's a shit show, but sometimes it's like, hell yeah, you got it, dude. That's what you it's did all it. About. You did it. You know, right. oh, the, yeah. those those crazy moments, those no, no. bad moments, they give you so much appreciation of for course. the really good times. Yeah, of course, right? you learn from your mistakes, right? Yeah. Cool. So, what's next for Wilhelm Scream? Um, we're rec uh, we're writing right now, so we got a ton of new songs written. Trevor and his uh, Trevor's been uh, 
just finishing up building a studio. Okay. So hopefully by the end of this winter, the studio will be done. We'll be in there recording at least one new record. Awesome. We got a lot of songs, dude. A lot of songs. Awesome. Maybe it's two <laughs> records. Well, maybe an EP or split yeah. with somebody, but it's pretty exciting. We're definitely we're definitely looking at taking a more hands-on approach to how we distribute and and what we do. You know what I mean? Uh, in keeping things right by keeping prices low and not having to, you know, jack prices up by getting third parties involved and right. stuff like. So just kind of things making more things more accessible and more fun, you know. So you guys are planning to do the whole album yourself in Trevor's studio? Without a doubt, yeah, yeah okay. that's the plan. And so you guys did that with the self-titled, yeah. right? Yeah, and Career Suicide. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Career Suicide. Okay. Sweet. No, Party Crasher. Oh, Party, Cra Party Crasher. Yeah. My fault. Yeah, because Career Suicide was. Right. We did the EP, I think, and Party Crasher. Uh, at, at ourselves at cool. his dad's project studio. And so he's and, dad, uh, and he's doing a huge reno, or is he? Oh yeah, big time, yeah. dude! Like the building's from like 1821 or two or something like that. So cool. it's like horsehair plaster. Yeah, yeah. Like just gnarly electrical work and stuff. So yeah, but they it's been nonstop work over there. They're doing a great job, and they're almost done. So awesome! That's so. really exciting. Um, so I really want to thank you for sitting down with oh, my me today pleasure. and talking fatherhood. My pleasure. Um, I know there's lots of dads or maybe even soon to be dads mm -hmm. who listen and you know they get a lot of I think inspiration sure. knowing that you know people they look up to or appreciate their oh, art or craft uh, that they Absolutely. go through some of the same things and feel some of the same things that yeah, they do man. so yeah it's really important it's big time it's big time because sometimes you just need someone to go yeah yeah sometimes kids are assholes like I get it <laughs> yeah. man. like you can say that it's okay yeah. like we love our children yeah. we do everything we can again to you know fundamentally make them good people but some Sometimes people are assholes, and right. sometimes pe kids are people. Sometimes kids are assholes. Yeah. I get it, man. Get it off your chest. Be like, God damn it, my kid's an asshole. Like, there you go. All right, now get back on top. Get yeah. back on top of it. PMA all day that shit exactly. until it goes it goes the other way. You know. Exactly. So any <laughs> any final words of wisdom for? Oh man, just hold on tight. Hold on tight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's you know, feed them, feed them good food, put them to bed, run them around. Kind of like a horse. <laughs> yeah, treat your kids like horses. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, nah, just yeah, just don't, enjoy don't it. Hold, them, hold on tight. Hold yeah. on tight, man. It's it's awesome. You know what I mean? Give them every option to do anything they want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you want to play piano? Get them a keyboard. You want to play flute? You want to play soccer? Everything. Just throw it all at them. Dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's at that at that you know raising kids is is, is uh, half guesswork and half just you know watering them and watching them go. You know, so. You know, thanks, man. Pleasure. Thanks for sitting down with me. And oh, my pleasure. Good luck tonight. I can't wait. Cheers. Thank you see. very much. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Let's see what the old, see what the fall and shame. Yeah.